0: Everyone, happy new year! This is Greg Bryant, host of Jazz After Hours on member-supported
1: WBGO, and I'm Nate Chenin, editorial director at WBGO. Jazz United is our podcast. We hope you've been following us, but if this is your first time, welcome. We like to talk about whatever is uh, swirling around in the music and in the musical discourse, and whatever uh, has captured our attention. And it seemed only fitting for us to begin this year 2022 with some new year's resolutions
0: i think that's a good idea uh nate focusing on the months that are ahead um we had such a great year-end uh, podcast lots of feedback and folks are really uh, writing in letting us know how they're enjoying the show and if you want to reach out and let us know what your resolutions are feel free to do that uh, on twitter uh gb watchman uh gb underscore watchman that is and Uh, Nate Chenin on Twitter. Um, I was on Twitter the other day, as a matter of fact, uh, stalking you or play stalking you. (laughs) And you said (laughs) your New Year's resolution, which I thought was hilarious, was to listen to more music. And of the guy that gets more CDs, more LPs, more digital downloads than anyone in my immediate environment. (laughs)
1: What goes into a
0: statement like that?
1: Okay. I I suppose that some explanation is due, uh, but let me set the scene for you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my, my family, uh, has a tradition of my wife and daughters and I, we sit down and we, we look at last year's, we have this big sheet that we've, we've written down all of our individual and collective resolutions and we kind of gauge how we did, you know? Um, so we, you know, things were so busy around the turn of the year that um, that we didn't get around to it until January 4th or so. But we sat down and and, uh, we we reviewed our our hits and our misses, and then we laid out some new ones. And uh, I think it was maybe my third resolution uh, that I got around to saying, listen to more music. Mm -hmm. And Greg... I don't know if I've ever said anything that was more hilarious to my immediate family. Yeah. They practically fell out of their chair laughing. <laughs> um and and you have to picture me sort of innocently blinking and and looking at them and saying helplessly, No, I I, I really mean it. Um <laughs> oh because I did, and I do. Mm-hmm. Um and what I mean by it is that I feel like I can do better. Hmm. Um I feel like um there is, I don't know, maybe it's the renewal that comes with the new year. Um, but I just feel like I'm ready to to throw open the channels and and receive some stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's not as if I feel like I didn't do a good job in 2021, but I, I think I can do better. And some of it has to do with, you know, just looking at that stack and saying like, you know, that that. I I should not look at that as a, as a, uh, as a weight on my shoulders. Yeah. I should look at that as like, I should eye that stack hungrily Mm -hmm. and, and with excitement and (laughs) enthusiasm, (laughs) maybe check in with me again as we're further into the year. Oh, you know,
0: I will, (laughs) you know, I will,
1: but you know, there's so much, there's so, you know, there's so much music for us to savor and, and consider and be challenged by and be comforted by. Uh, so I just feel like, man, I'm ready. Um, mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna embrace uh, that intake. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you know, I, I mean, you maybe you don't get as many promos as I do, but you, you must understand this impulse. Oh sure,
0: oh sure, um, getting my fair share. But again, uh, setting aside the time to be able to engage, <laughs> you know, with the material, um, and a lot of it has to do with. How you curate, you know, your listening experience, at least for me. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm probably best primed. Um, when the sun goes down, and if I can really get in front of those two uh, speakers and a turntable and carefully select and engage with whatever you know the 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 recipe is for ear candy of the night, I'm golden. I'm solid. yeah, but i've I've adapted, though, you know, to the things that come across our desk. Um, some of the best time is being wowed by you know someone who you know maybe you've heard of or uh, you're really anticipating, but the right boost in the middle of the day on your ed- headphones on Tidal or Spotify, however you listen, that's good too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper because uh, you provided me with photo evidence. Uh, there wasn't only, uh, <laughs> the resolution, yeah. but there was a serious, uh, financial commitment to meet right. the goal there. Um, you've upgraded your system, man. Tell me about
1: that. This is true. This is true. And it's funny, I, you know, all this activity on, on Twitter, I think some of it might have to do with the fact that I took about 10 days offline at the <laughs> yeah. end of the year, yeah. uh, stepped away from everything and, and, uh, recharged. Um, but yeah, I, um. I've been saving up for a while and mm-hmm. it was the last uh the last big purchase of of the year and something that I've been um, looking forward to for a very yeah. long time yeah um I got a pair of floor standing speakers um, mm-hmm. real nice pair of of clips uh, this is not product placement people uh, although we welcome we welcome the 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 money from uh, from our audio uh, providers but uh yeah I um I've been overdue for some new speakers. Uh, I previously had been using a pair of uh, of JBL um, bookshelf speakers. I mean, they're they're technically bookshelf, but they're but these suckers are kind of big. My dad gave them to me in uh, I think 1992. Hmm. So you can you can imagine, you know, those yeah. I've I've dragged those across an ocean and across a continent. Uh, they've they've followed me from college, you know. Up through New York City and up into the Hudson Valley and beyond. So, um, they've served me well, but it was time to to really get serious. So, um, so I made that upgrade, and with it, I also upgraded my receiver and and got it set up so that I can not only um, spin vinyl, which of course is my uh, is our shared uh, preferred method of listening, sure, um, but I can I can stream. Uh, to this system from my phone or from my computer. And, you know, I get so many digital promos that that's really crucial. And so a lot of this is just really being excited about an environment for listening. You yeah, know? um, you know, I, I don't have like a, it's not like I have an Eames chair and I, <laughs> a boar's <laughs> head on the wall or something. Right. But, you know, I've got a, I've got a cozy uh, listening situation now and I'm, I'm excited to put it through its paces. Yeah. So, so that's, that's cool. You know, um, it matters how we hear stuff. And, um, but I also take what you're saying, you know, sometimes, sometimes all you've got is, uh, you know, something streaming through Bluetooth to your, your headphones. Um you know, or something that you listen to distractedly while you're chopping onions. And that's cool too. You know, um, I I think it's all about, um, just fostering possibilities Mm -hmm. for yourself as a listener. Um, I think almost anyone who listens to this podcast can, can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, we hear from you folks. And, uh, we know there's a lot of you that are, are vinyl lovers, you know, like we are, um, One of the hippest gifts uh, that I got this year uh, for Christmas that I'm still enjoying into the new year uh, was an OG copy, original pressing of uh, Grant Green's Street of Dreams uh, Mm -hmm. from 1964. Uh, Larry Young on organ, um, Elvin Jones, the drummer and Bobby Hutcherson on vibes, you know, and, and just to hear them in their magic as Rudy Van Gelder intended fully from the mix to the Scully lathe, to the actual representation of you know the first batch of vinyl mm. you know I, i'm a lucky guy to experience that album uh in its original intent but you mentioned something and I, i'd like to actually go to some music now if we can um this tone poet series from blue note is pretty uh far out um you've got the donald bird chant album
1: yeah yeah so um when i got my Speaker set up. Um, I hadn't really given a whole lot of premeditated thought as to what I was going to put on. Mm. So I just, I just, you know, crouched in front of my collection and I, and I plucked the spine that just spoke to me Mm. and it happened to be the tone poet edition of Donald Byrd's chant. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, if you're listening, you probably know this album. Um, if you don't allow us to recommend it, um, this is a a, a great session um, that was recorded in April of 1961, um, and it happens to feature the the first uh, blue note session recording by a certain Herbie Hancock. Yes, it does. Um, and it's got uh, Pepper Adams on baritone saxophone, um, and so it, it's just a just a great record, you know, and uh i've been told uh that it takes a couple of weeks of usage for your speakers to to properly warm up uh and you know and get into their full uh stride but uh, let me tell you donald bird's chant sounded pretty good right out of the gate <laughs> So, yeah. yeah uh so maybe uh maybe we can hear a a taste of that album um and you can enjoy it on whatever system you're listening to us on You're Next, a track from the Donald Byrd album, Chant, uh, which was released on Blue Note Records, uh, recorded in April 1961, but uh, released almost a couple of decades later. Um, and it's a good pivot for us. You're Next. So what's next? <laughs> I, I, I would like to suggest yeah. <clears throat> that if if our first resolution, uh, which I think, I think we, we've both committed to, Mm-hmm. Is listen to more music. That's quantity, right? Right. So let, let's talk about quality. Sure. Quality of listening.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, in our year in jazz conversation, um, which was, uh, we should maybe pause to, to note that it was it was this halcyon moment of uh, of being together in a room. Um, it was just days later that Omicron basically, you know, put the emergency brake on on all events like that. Um, but you know, we had this communion in the room, uh, Greg, y- you, me, and Jordana, Elizabeth, and the the folks in the audience at the National Jazz Museum in Harlem. Right. And then uh, you, Jordana, and I hopped into a, a lift, and we we headed out to Birdland, and we saw Artemis. Um, so that was, you know. It was a gig in a club, um, but one thing we talked about on that panel was how the handful of things that we witnessed in person in 2021 seemed to have an incredible amount of emotional presence um, and spoke to us. And the musicians seemed to be pouring out their their you know souls, their hearts and souls. So we talked about quality versus quantity, right? Yeah. I would like to listen with heart in 2022. I wanna bring that, that earnest um, intensity of feeling to my engagement with the music in this new year, you know, regardless of the circumstances. I mean, we don't know uh, how soon we'll be uh, frequenting the clubs again. Maybe it'll happen sooner than we think. Um, I just wanna say that whatever happens, I want to bring that quality of listening to the equation. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, I, I think that's really um, humbling to hear. Again, um, knowing what I know about you, you know, personally and, you know, in the public, you've always, um, you, you've appeared to be just a guy who was straight down the middle, you know, meant what he said um, and was always honest with his engagement, you know. In the music. But I understand what you're saying. A lot of times, the way we listen, uh, sometimes um, it's hard to kind of put aside our own um, likes, dislikes, biases, uh, sometimes just frame of mind throughout the day, you know, when we need to evaluate a new work. I remember, you know, several years ago talking to a, a fellow musician. He's like, man, whenever I listen to music, I always analyze it. I'm trying to learn the tune in my ear on the spot. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Man, I never do that." <laughs> I, I'm just always yeah. a kid in a candy store, just getting the visceral emotional um whatever it is that turned me on to this music in the first place, and I have to really go and concentrate, you know, when I evaluate, you know, technical mm-hmm. aspects, yeah. you know, of a work. But either way you listen, I think it's important to acknowledge this is my personality. This is how I engage with this music. But as you're saying, above all else, um, there are some brilliant corners and, and bright moments that we may miss out on if we are not actively engaged, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a, a surrender, right? It's a yeah. form of surrender. Um, yeah. Sometimes, uh, for whatever reason, um, we come to the table with our guard up. Mm -hmm. Um, Or with some kind of scaffolding of, as you say, analytical or critical or, um, I don't know, autobiographical framework. Um, uh, and I just want to, I want to challenge that. I want to challenge myself to, uh, I don't know, to be open, um, You know, one could say that that's, that's assignment number one for anyone listening to the music, but I think it's Mm. easy to fall out of that state, you know, you've got to kind of check yourself. So it's not going to work all the time, but I'd like to be open, present, earnest in my, in my state of receiving, you know? Mm
0: And keep us on task, folks. You know, if we if we get too crazy to the left or to the right, <laughs>
1: Greg, I can already out. I can already imagine the emails I'm going to get from people like, "Hey, you said you were going to listen, man. You check out my album yet?" <laughs> Sorry,
0: man. Sorry. Oh man, but you have the coolest gig in the world, man. <laughs> you, you listen to music. We have the coolest gig in the world. We get to listen to music and engage. You know, for our livelihood. Um, But but it's not all about dollars and cents. Clearly, I can identify a commonality in our desire to create a pathway, Mm -hmm. you know, for folks who need to be heard. Um, This show has been a real treat in that area and engaging as we have. You know, I'm not trying to you know pat ourselves on the back too much, but it's it's a real privilege to be able to have this platform to do this. And, yeah, we can always use tightening
1: up, both of us. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I've, I've kind of um, set the agenda with these first two resolutions. So now I, I, I want to toss it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Greg, uh, either for both of us or for yourself, uh, what, what have you got? Mm-hmm.
0: We talked about this a little bit offline, uh, but uh, we'll say more chill mm-hmm. and, uh, stay out of trouble, but in parentheses, good trouble allowed.
1: (laughs) Right. All right. So what, let's unpack this. What do you mean? What do you mean by more chill? Well, you
0: know, uh, we are an opinionated people as, uh, fans and practitioners, uh, as journalists for this music, you know, and we have areas that we're passionate about areas that we feel like do not, uh, contain or 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 do not exhibit enough recognition so it's our job to personally champion these musicians and these labels and these causes but we have to allow for uh other perspectives you know other um uh frames of of mind when it comes to this music you know that's why it's so limiting sometimes you know to call this you know jazz because what is that really you know it, Mm -hmm. it may swing it may be an odd meter you know, it, it may be uh heavy in a blues quotient, it may be highly abstract, um, it may take a lot of patience, you may get it right away. We've gotta do our job to 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 respect the next man. But um, you know, good trouble is is mm. is good trouble. So every so often, you know, we may need
1: to lend our voices to a cause or two,
0: but that mm. risk should be calculated.
1: Well, if you listen to Jazz United, I think you're nodding your head as Greg talks about good trouble because you've already heard our Kenny G episode (laughs) and you've heard the, uh, the orations of, uh, Pastor Bryant here. Oh, look out. That's my dad. That's my my dad.
0: But I get it honestly.
1: Well, I'm I'm sure the two of you share some opinions about, uh, about, uh, you know, Kenny G and the, the allocation of resources, Mm -hmm. uh, as relates to his career and the career of others. Right. But, uh, no, I, I, think, um, you know, f- here's what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Right. When, when you say more chill and stay out of trouble, unless mm-hmm. it's good trouble, mm-hmm. I think once again, of the social media ecosystem, right. I think about Twitter beefs yeah. and Facebook feuds, yeah. um, and Instagram shade and whatever else. um, uh greg is this the year that i really start messing around on tiktok i don't know man i think it is man oh it's, no it's
0: it's it's your medium it's your vibe <laughs> yeah I,
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get some lessons from uh, your better half on sure on that platform because sure uh, uh man some not too many things in this in this world successfully make me feel old and out of touch but that's That's one of them. It's the wild west over there. It is is some wild. Well, so I just feel like it is very easy, uh, especially within our, uh, you know, I'll call it a global community of of jazz and improvised music uh, partisans. It's very easy to get sucked in to the drama. It is. And I kind of feel like uh, that can be fun. And it can be, it can actually sometimes be productive, but more often um, it's something that really just sucks a lot of energy out of us. And, you know, I kind of feel like this is a good year to rise above the fray, refuse to take the bait, Um, you know, but we can still have some fun with it. Sure. So I don't know. Sure. It's it's a it's a, a shifting balance, I suppose. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: We we, we can we're going to stir the pot eventually, folks. Don't worry. Just just give us a good six months. <laughs>
1: we'll be stirring it up again. at gv <laughs> underscore right. watchman. That's right. Uh, but no, you know. So that, that's that's kind of my vibe. Um, but I, I I'm with you on this. More chill.
0: You know, last week we wrapped up a month-long celebration of Michael Bourne's legacy with a Flourish. Uh, There's a new episode of The Checkout uh, devoted to Michael's deep bond uh, with the Montreal International Jazz Festival and with pianist and singer Diana Krall. There's even a piece about uh, Michael's uh, contributions to Downbeat. Um, and it features a touching testimonial from the magazine's publisher, uh, Frank Outgear. You can go to wbgo.org to see our complete celebration of Michael Bourne and hear his final editions of The Blues Break and Singers Unlimited. Thank you so much, Michael, for everything.
1: So what else, what else we got?
0: Man, one more thing. I don't know if this is a resolution, but it's a, a, a desire and um, a, a request for, you know, we're approaching the centennial or we will realize the centennial of Charles Mingus mm-hmm. uh, this year. Um, I love the fact that historically he's um, acknowledged for his compositional prowess and. Um, his band-leading um, abilities, but even beyond that, I think sometimes maybe his bass playing kind of gets the 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 shade. Um, you know, there's no problem with you and I, but it's not as uh, appreciated. I'll say uh, with those other two facets of his his offering, and I'm hoping this year maybe that you know with all of the um, celebration, you know, around his work that remains that we go back and we listen to just how revolutionary he was Mm -hmm. as a member of the rhythm section.
1: Yeah. That's kind of wild to me. And maybe I'm not plugged into the same um, conversational circles um, because I don't know, on, on one hand I don't hear younger musicians often saying they're trying to emulate Mingus as you know, on the bass, Right. But I've always assumed that was just because he's so inimitable, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, like his personality is so thoroughly embedded in his playing that it would be a pointless exercise to try and, and play like him or sound like him. So that's always been my assumption. I, I I never, I never really thought that it was um, a judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if if, if there's any particular um, point of critique that that you can identify or, or you know or debunk in this brief moment we have.
0: Well, I think when he came on the scene in the 1950s, he was uh, so inimitable. Um, folks had never really heard the conception of bass exactly like that. You know, he's toying with. Um being a supple rhythm section contributor, um, while towing the line of stepping out front, even in his bass lines, as more of a a solo or a lead voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Haitian fight song may be an example of that that I can think of right away. Um, but as the years go by, um, Mingus um, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, it's like everybody's playing outside now. So I'm just gonna go back and play regular, standard. Mm-hmm. I think that he changed music in a way that was a bit um, under the wire. So now that we have Cats in the 60s, 70s, 80s taking more chances, he's kind of taken for granted. But what we do acknowledge right away is this amazing body of work because everybody wants to play the tunes. But, Mm. you know, man, he was committed to being the engine in any of his bands. And I don't think you really have uh, that same level of um, uh, juice Uh, with a less, uh, maybe even volatile, uh, musical personality.
1: Mm, mm, Yeah, I hear that. You know, my mind flashes to a moment. It's funny. um, The same span of time that we recorded our year-end panel, I went out to Bar Lunatico in Mm. Brooklyn uh, with a friend and colleague, Giovanni Russinello, And we went and heard the Omer Avital septet. Ah, Um, And it was a, it was a real like, um, to me, it felt partly like a time capsule back to the small scene of the, of the the mid to late nineties, you know, that, that greeted me when I moved to New York, Mm -hmm. Um, but updated, you know? Um, And, uh, and it was this, this band of, of mostly guys that I didn't recognize. I think it was like, probably you know 75 to 85 percent of the band you know straight from tel aviv you know yeah um just really really hip um uh Gadi lahavi was the only person other than omer that i readily recognized uh, mm. on piano but this band was just cooking man and yeah. um and i've always linked omer's uh, presence in a band to Mingus's, you know Um, something about the way that he powers a band and leads a band from, from the bottom steer Um, from the rear. Yeah. yeah, It's always felt, it's always felt uh, related to, to Mingus in in some way. And so it's funny, maybe this is recency bias, but you know, my mind flickers back to that moment being in that room, you know, Oh, it felt so good. Um, So uh, well, why don't we put it this way, Greg, Greg Bryant, and Nate N hereby resolve to listen to more Mingus in 2022. (laughs) How about that?
0: Sounds good. I think we can do that. Yeah.
1: Um, Maybe uh, maybe some of you listening can join us uh, and make that pledge. It shouldn't be too hard to do. Just heard a taste of Remember Rockefeller at Attica, a very uh, politically active composition by Charles Mingus. Uh, And that particular recording comes from a concert in Bremen in 1975, uh, which Sunnyside released uh, in 2020 on a fantastic, uh, I think it's a three CD set. and uh because you probably do care i will tell you who's on that track uh mingus on bass of course along with danny richmond on drums um and the trumpeter is jack walrath uh tenor saxophonist is george adams and the pianist is don pullen Mm -hmm. um Man, I feel like we should say, listen to more Don Pullen in 2022. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Why not?
0: Maybe maybe there's even a a JU episode on the magic of uh, DP. Yeah.
1: Well, I I had an idea that that seemed like it might be some fun here. Um, Yeah. We've been sharing resolutions so far on this podcast. Um, Why don't we maybe trade some now? Sure. Um, I don't know if we want to trade fours, but let's at least trade one. So, so the idea here is I've got a resolution for you and you've got one for me. Okay. Um, So if you're game, uh, I I say, we go for it. It could be big or small, tactile or conceptual. Uh, anything goes. That sounds good.
0: That sounds good. Well, since I didn't get you uh, a Christmas gift this year, I've got two resolutions for you. Um, the first one, man, is I wish for you, uh, a trip home and and I don't mean to the Philadelphia area but um you've been away from from um, Hawaii for a long time and of course uh with traveling and and you know the workload and so forth man you know I just hope that you get a chance to 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 go back there and relax recuperate and, and build uh the right way that's the first thing that uh I, I wish for you this year wow um, the, the second one um, has to do and folks you can't see this but uh our, our always natalie dressed uh, impeccable uh nation in has begun the growth of uh, uh, a jazz beard <laughs> and I- i'm hoping that he lets it come on out you know he he's a former resident of the of the-, the hudson valley you know now living in pennsylvania i, I think it fits his terrain uh, and and his personality i, I think he should let it come on out and see what it
1: does well uh I will accept the challenge uh, on both counts. Uh, man, I hope I get back to Hawaii at some point. I don't yeah. know; travel is a beast right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. Six thousand miles is a long way to go with family mm. in tow. But uh, mm. man, it's been since early tw- two thousand nineteen that I that I wow. set foot on native soil. Mm-hmm. So I'm overdue, surely. But yeah, you know, I I, I had a beard for a while. I, I think it it must proceed our acquaintance yeah, uh, that yeah, I was bearded. Yeah, I did do a pandemic mustache uh, at some point in 2020. <laughs> nice. yeah. um, so I've kind of, I've, I've played it all around, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm letting it go. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, well, thank you for those, Greg. Um, mine is, uh, I'm going to start with one very um, specific and I hope achievable resolution for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you should resolve and I think that, uh, the rest of us should, should try to support a first ever visit to the Newport jazz festival. Ah, this is an experience that, uh, has loomed large in my, in my, uh, concert going life. Um, and it's meant a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that it's meant a lot to our producer, Trevor Smith, Um, Trevor and I have spent a lot of time talking about Newport and making shows about Newport. Um, And uh, and I think, you know, had we not been faced with such, you know, global uh, challenges, this pandemic, you would have made it up there by now. Um, Probably so. So I really hope that 2022 is the year that it finally happens.
0: Mm hmm. Absolutely, I'll have a T-shirt on Newport newbie, and uh, <laughs> folks can uh, pin dollar bills to my T. No, just kidding. But I hope to uh, get up there, man. It's been such a pivotal experience on record for me, and not to be able to go has been kind of um, you know just not the uh, not the move since I've gotten up here. I've gotten to do quite a bit, you know, even within the pandemic, but. Man, let's go. Uh, let's let's get the, the the gas money together and the uh, hotel booked, and let's make it, man.
1: Come on. All right. So if you're listening to this, come up and say hello in Newport. Uh, we'll be we'll be walking around. Uh, you know, I, I I think I'll have to festoon Greg with like a you know fluorescent feather boa and uh, you know <laughs> uh, a big hat or something. Sure. Um, let, we can we can only hope, you know, that that yeah. certain things will be back as scheduled. Um, <clears throat> I did not make the 2021 edition of the Newport Jazz Festival, sadly, but everybody that did um, raved about it, and and it had the spirit of return. Um, and uh, I can say, with a little bit of privileged information, that. Uh, there is some murmuring about 2022 having a real special dedication to uh, my dear friend and mentor George Ween, yes,
0: uh, yes. who we
1: lost um, last fall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think both in Newport and in New Orleans, the festivals this year are going to be held in his honor, and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of there's a lot of special resonance. Uh, that we can expect from, from those events. So uh, do you have anything else for me, Greg? Man, I I think that's
0: it. I think we've got a a, a independent uh, laundry list of uh, goals that are achievable. And uh, that listening one is one to keep us uh, busy for quite a while, but uh, I'm going to try on this Newport thing. And uh, yeah, man, uh, let's get uh, Nate Chenin back to Hawaii also <laughs> this year. Yeah.
1: Well, that's you know that uh, I'm so touched by that particular uh, wish for me because it's really um, the assignment was to give me a resolution, but but what you really gave me was a sort of uh, a wish and a hope. Um, and so, in that spirit, I'm going to issue a resolution for you that is actually a an invitation. Hmm. Uh, we, we started this conversation by talking about listening and then we pivoted to gear. (laughs) So let (laughs) me say, let me say that I've got a, a a nice little setup now. And we've been talking about having a proper nerd out listening session, um, together in a real space. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I will say that, uh, that this invitation is open once Mm -hmm. we feel safe, uh, once we feel that we're we're in a place where, where we can do this without stressing out, but you know, uh, come on down, let's do some listening.
0: I'm down, man. I'll I'll bring some records and, uh, you know, all the cheesesteak spots, man, let's just make it a good old fashioned hang.
1: All right. All right. So we will let you all know when this hang happens. Mm -hmm. Um, in the meantime, uh, we want to take this moment to say, you know, with this new year, We've got some cool stuff lined up for Jazz United, um, and there are a few things we can tell you about. So uh, I want to give you a a quick little teaser and say that our next episode um, in a couple of weeks will be devoted to a conversation about the, the great and immortal hip hop producer Jay Dilla. Yes, yes, um, and there are some cool reasons for that. Uh, but Greg and I are are uh, we're about to to enter a zone of of wood shedding for that conversation, <laughs> and it's very exciting. So, uh, spread the word um, and get ready because I think that's, that's going right. to be a good one.
0: Absolutely, and folks, uh, of course, you can find us on on Twitter and Instagram, uh, GB underscore Watchman, and then at uh, Nate We want to hear from you. Um, We actually want to do another episode where we directly answer your questions. Uh, We will set up the proper infrastructure for that. But in the meantime, any reflections about the show that you have or questions that you have always, always uh, hit us up. We are so grateful and thankful uh, for your feedback. We had a momentous year. Uh, We got on some charts. uh, We had some rave reviews, some amazing shares. And it's all because of you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, for your ongoing
1: support of Jazz United. This is the moment now in our show uh, where we do a thing we call This I Dig. And that is, of course, our tip of the cap to tenor saxophonist and composer Hank Mobley. Um, and it's just a, a little a little bonus a chance for us to endorse things, uh, both musical and non-musical, um, so Greg, I'll hand it over to you. Sure, sure. This I dig for me this week is uh,
0: another entry in the Blue Note uh, Tone Poet Series, My Conception by the pianist composer, Sonny Clark. Uh, folks, if I could be uh, a piano player in the 1950s or 60s, the piano player that I'd most want to play like uh, would be Sonny Clark. He had a way to comp behind a soloist that was uh, so modern, yet in the tradition, that I don't think, even to this day, uh, he gets his due. Um, most people would probably uh, lean on or prefer his last recorded uh, album, Leapin' and Lopin', or perhaps his most famous, uh, Cool Struttin', as the Sonny Clark records to go to. But I wanna put a little asterisk right here. Uh, last year, I did something kinda for fun or weird. Uh, Blue Note only made five mistakes. Well, mistake number three (laughs) was not issuing my conception at the time. It sat in the can for maybe 20 years, but I would argue it's his best work. Donald Byrd, Hank Mobley, who we just mentioned, Sonny Clark, of course, and then the uh, amazing rhythm section, house rhythm section, if you will, of Paul Chambers and Art Blakey. But under the the direction of Sonny Clark, this is hard bop uh, that you'll remember that will energize you. Um, and the title track really tugs at your heartstrings. Uh, Sonny was a tragic figure. Uh, he let it all out in the piano, and you can really hear who he was on this
1: record, mm. My Conception. Beautiful. Uh, I co endorse that. No notes. Um, my uh, This Idea item comes from an entirely different quadrant. Um, <clears throat> so, as a, uh, a Christmas gift, um, I presented my my older daughter with a a book. She's a big reader, um, and she's you know she's always reading really sort of uh, contemporary stuff. There's you know she's 11 years old. There's you know so many like fantasy series that are geared toward that that age level. Um, but I wanted to share something that meant a lot to me as a kid, and so I gave her a copy of William Goldman's novel, the princess bride Morgan Stern's classic tale of true love and high adventure. (laughs) Uh, And and so of course everybody knows the movie, right? Uh, Rob Reiner's movie from 1987. Um, William Goldman wrote the screenplay for that film, but he, he wrote the novel before that. And it is a, you know, I think arguably, um, I mean, I won't say it's better than the movie, um, but it's, it's, it's as fun as the movie. and yes. um, and there's it's such a it's such an entertaining read. It's so sly and mischievous. Um, and of course, uh, it just has this incredible comic voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and my daughter predictably uh, devoured it and loved it. and uh, and I have not read it since I was probably... I don't know, 12 or 13 Uh, Mm. at that point, I'd probably already read it, you know, six times. Um, So for me, it's a nostalgic read. And so maybe I'm cheating to say that, that I am digging, but I am about to, (laughs) to dig back into uh, this classic novel um, and, and then have a little book club with my daughter.
0: Right on. Right on. I like that. I like that. And we're going to get you on TikTok to see if uh, (laughs) Mandy Patinkin will give us an an endorsement. There we go. Folks, we've had a ball here on uh, Jazz United today. We always do. And it's thanks to you. You make this show possible. Uh, If you are not yet a WBGO member, uh, please consider becoming one place the value of our station, of our studios, of our podcasts on you, and uh, make a tangible contribution. It is tax deductible, and you can go straight to wbgo.org support. And while you're over there, tell them Greg and Nate sent you. Thanks so much. This has been a WBGO Studios production. To learn more about WBGO Studios award-winning podcasts, special concerts, live streams and more,
1: visit wbgo.org/studios.